Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. All right, we're on. Here it is. Yes, Joel and me and you together again for another edition of Growing in Grace, all archived programs at growingingrace.org. And thanks to those of you encouragers out there cheering us on uh, week by week. Uh, Nice comments that you give us either through uh, our website or YouTube or Facebook or whatever it is. And we're glad to be doing this. We're just glad to be sharing the good news. Woe is us, Joel, if we don't share this good news and and continue (laughs) to grow in in the, the knowledge of it. Well, you know, this message of God's grace, uh, and I'm not just talking about our podcast, of course, but um, there are people all over the world who, in all kinds of different ways, are sharing this message of God's grace. And this message of God's grace is radically changing lives all over the world. (laughs) So many people, in so many different ways, sharing the message of God's grace, and God, through this message and by his Holy Spirit— is helping people and is uh, causing people to experience peace, love, and joy, rest. That's a big one for many people, rest. Hope, the laying down of burdens. Jesus said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And so if you're hearing a message out there in, in church that is not light and is not easy, that's not the gospel. That's not what Jesus came to give us. He came to give us rest. And, you know, we've talked about it many times, the words of Jesus, you know, so many times uh, his words don't give the sense of rest and hope and easiness. Well, that's when he's preaching the law, of course. Go back to listen to past podcasts about that, but the point is, I think the church mixes up a lot of what Jesus said and a lot of what the message, the actual gospel message is, that gets mixed up with the law and with burdensome things. (laughs) And so we've got this mixture It wears people out. It tears people down. But yet, at the same time, all around the world, this gospel message is getting out there, lifting up people, encouraging people. And again, uh, like Cap said, we do thank you out there who are encouraging us as we uh, declare this good news message of God's grace. Well, as we continue on what we've been talking about in, in relation to the commandments and so forth, and what you were just saying, Joel, I mean, this thing about rightly dividing the Old Covenant from the New, I mean, think of all of those Old Testament pages in your Bible. <laughs> I mean, a lot of Old Covenant stuff in there, right? And then Jesus comes along. You know, we call it the New Testament in, in our Bibles, but Jesus is still ministering under the law as, as an Old Covenant teacher and prophet, if you will. And the new covenant didn't begin until after his death. So after we begin to separate some of these truths, it's not just that a light bulb begins to come on. I mean, it's it's a spotlight. It's mm-hmm. it's it's the sun right. <laughs> beating down on us on a on a hot summer's day. I mean, it, it's that bright where you begin to say, why didn't we see some of this before? And so that's that's a lot of what our podcast revolves around here is the grace and freedom that came through Jesus Christ apart from the old Mosaic law, which was designated for Israel and was part of God's plan 
to bring us the gospel. But once the gospel came, once the new covenant began, after blood was shed and Jesus died and rose again, then we entered into something totally new, uh, brand new, not just altered, not just revised. As you were saying, Joel, it's not a mixture of the old agreement with Israel and the new covenant that came through Jesus Christ. It's not a mixture. This new replaced the old. And I don't know why educated people in the ministry are so afraid of this message, I, 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 why they're so uncomfortable with even talking about it. It's, it's a little bit mind-blowing. So, so where we left off last week was, again, we talked about a number of different things over the last several podcasts, and we're kind of branching off of that. But one thing that we left off with last week was, all right, we, we hear everything you guys have been saying over these recent podcasts, but... But how is it that all Ten Commandments are found in the New Testament? Or at least some will say nine of the ten, excluding the Sabbath, although I think there are those who will still make the case the Sabbath is in there too, and I think they rightly do so. So that's where we're going with this today. You guys say that we're now freed from all of the law, including the Ten Commandments. Really? Really, guys? Uh, so, Joel, I, I don't know. I mean, this is this is uh, this is tough for a lot of people because something like the Ten Commandments, they have, they have been schooled by religion that these are something that we abide by, and it's a it's a really sacred part of their belief system. Mm-hmm. Well, let's uh, you know give a little bit of a, a quick foundation. The law, as we've talked about many times on this podcast, real quick here, the law in the New Testament epistles, the law is called the ministry of death. It's called the ministry of condemnation. It's called bondage. It produces guilt. It was given to stop mouths and make all the world guilty. That was the reason the law was given. Obviously, there's much more to say about that. But again, like I said, we've done many podcasts on that, and that's not the purpose here. But just to give a little bit of a foundation of what we're talking about here, that is the law the package of the law, not just the Ten Commandments, but the law in its entirety, which was 613 commandments. If you look at the Old Covenant, the Old Testament scriptures, you'll find 613 laws and commandments, and that is called the law. There's no breaking up the law into, well, there's the Ten Commandments, the moral law, and then there's this other law, the ceremonial law, and then there's this other law. Sure, we might give them different names or different sections, but all of it is the law, written and engraved on stones or not. It, it is all the law that the Lord God Almighty commanded. The law is not split up uh, into different sections when it comes to actual, if you, if you want to follow the law, you have to follow the entire law, all 613. And so let's just start with this one in Romans 13, because it mentions five laws. Actually, it mentions six laws, but let's talk about this. Romans 13, 8. Owe no one anything except to love one another. The big point here in this passage here, Romans 13, 8 through 10, is about love. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. And so many people will say, hey, see, we need to follow the law. Paul even goes on to say, for the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, You shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not covet. Those are five commandments right there from the Ten Commandments. And then he goes on to say, and if there is any other commandment, (laughs) and there's 613 total, okay? 
They're all yeah. summed up <laughs> in this saying, namely, and here's all the commandments. Again, those five that he mentioned, plus if there's any other commandment, all summed up in this saying, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And it goes on, love does no harm to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfillment of the law. See, Joel, see, Mike, right there, Paul is talking about following the law. Well, no, he's not. <laughs> he's saying that all of these commandments, they're summed up in this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And by the way, you shall love your neighbor as yourself was not one of the ten commandments. It's actually from Leviticus. Leviticus 19.18. Yeah, that's where that commandment is from. And so uh, people say, well, we need to follow the Ten Commandments because Paul mentions five of them right there, and he mentions the other ones elsewhere in his epistles, so we need to follow those. Well, what about this commandment? You shall love your neighbor as yourself. That's not one of the Ten Commandments. That's found in Leviticus. Well, yes, we need to follow that one too. Well, if we're going to follow mm -hmm. that one, shouldn't we follow all of the laws in Leviticus? Are you yeah, any, any other commandment. Any other commandment. Paul's own words. If there's any other commandment, you shall not eat any fish in the sea that doesn't have uh, scales and fins, or anything from the sea that doesn't have scales and fins. You can't eat lobster. You can't eat, uh, and then you can't eat pork. You can't eat all these other things. And there's so many laws in Leviticus. So if you're saying that we need to follow these laws, then you need to follow all of them. But all Paul is saying here in this passage in Romans, Oh, no one anything except to love one another. Loving one another. That's what it's all about. It's not about following the law. It is about love. That's what we're in now. We're, we're in the ministry of the Holy Spirit, the spirit of love. Love doesn't do wrong to a neighbor. That's why love is the fulfilling of the law. So the exhortation here is there's a better way than any of the commandments, any of the 613, because as you said, Joel, if there be any other commandment, well, why didn't Paul just list the other four or five that were left if we were just talking about the top ten? Mm -hmm. If there be these plus four more, um, <laughs> he didn't say any of that. And you got to remember, too, this is from Romans 13. Leading up to this, Paul spent the majority of the book of Romans showing how Christ brought freedom from the entire law. Paul said, apart from the law, sin is dead. Even though he did not want to covet, the command to avoid it caused him to covet more, not less. So in order to be freed from that dilemma, we all needed to be delivered from thou shalt not, from the law, from the command and to be moved into something new, the ministry of, of the Holy Spirit that we've, we've been talking about. But certainly, look, uh, there, there are exhortations in Scripture by the apostles in regards to lifestyle and behavior. Make no mistake, uh, they would often encourage people to, to, to live from this new identity that we have in this new covenant in Christ, to do what is right. Uh, but true love, true love doesn't do wrong to a neighbor. And now that we've experienced true love, we have now been empowered to be able to, to love others in that same way. In the same way that we've been forgiven, we can forgive others in the same way. But you see, there's, there's really no place in the New Testament, in, in the New Covenant writings, that tells us to follow the Ten Commandments. It just isn't written in there. As you said, Joel, the law resulted in the increase of sin not the decrease of it. So, you know, Paul said that the law is not meant for the righteous, 
Christ is the end of the law, not the beginning of the law. The Ten Commandments written on stone were the ministry of death, not the ministry of life. So, all of these things in mind, we need to take any references to Old Covenant commandments, the top ten or otherwise, and consider the context in which they're surrounded by. Right. I mean, because you, you would think that, yeah, indeed, like you were saying, somewhere Paul or, or one of the other epistle writers in the New Testament would have said, keep the Ten Commandments, or keep the law, or follow the law, but nobody said that, and in fact, like you were just saying, and like I was saying earlier, Paul actually says the opposite all throughout his epistles. In Romans, up to Romans 13, where I was reading from, Paul is talking about how the law is not for us. It's, you know, Christ is the end of the law, and all of that stuff. It's, it's, Paul says so many things, gives us so many reasons why we need to die to the law. Romans 7 we need to die to the law in order to be married to Christ. Why would he then bring it back up a few chapters later? Oh, by the way, keep the law. Of yeah, course, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. So really what he's getting at is love. Because like you were saying, love won't do any harm to its neighbor. Love won't cause a person to commit adultery or to murder or to steal or to bear false witness or to covet. Love is the motivation, as we talked about a couple weeks ago. Love is the motivation for all of this. That's really what it what it boils down to. And I'm sure that uh, we've got some more to say regarding all this. We're out of time for this one. But we'll pick back up right here on Growing in Grace next week. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more growing in grace.